0: five <laughs> da,
1: da, 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 da. I feel like that's uh like the price is right you know just or um yeah, we- or you know everybody loves the masked singer yeah and and they're just going take it off that's what that's our like give me five give, give me, me fi- five we should
0: get some backup singers in here man
1: backup singers yeah yeah i i know a couple i know a couple um choruses yeah. cho- choirs Quor- choir boys yeah yeah yeah, and uh, I'll, I'll pull some favors. Let's see if we can just have their heavenly hum behind us yeah, as go. we <laughs> go to Give Me Five, the, the episode where I've got five questions for Gary Bouchers, who joins me today. He's got five questions for me, and we will. We don't know what they are, but we will answer them honestly. Always. Gary. Yeah, always. Always and forever. Uh, you and me, Broski. All right. Uh, let us go to... Uh, you first, since I hosted and uh, went first last time. Let's have you go first, Gary Boucher.
0: Nice. Well, this next one is a uh, good old-fashioned you pick em game. In honor of our movie extraction, a good old American action movie, I went and found, according to one tiny website, the five action stars with the highest combined body count in all of their movies. So all of their action roles, all the characters played have killed the most people of any people. Uh, I'm going to throw 10 actors at you and I want to see if you can pick out the five who are the top five. No particular order but can you figure out what the top five are? Are you ready? I'm
1: ready. I'm ready. Give
0: them to me. Starting off with Dolph Lundgren, Jackie Chan, Clint Eastwood, Bruce Willis, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Nicholas Cage, Matt Damon, Daniel Craig, Steven Seagal, or Sylvester Stallone. What are the top five action stars who have killed the most people in their movies? All right, let's see. Two I feel pretty safe
1: with because they have history uh, along with high action films. So Bruce Willis has to be number one. I don't know if you have like a list on, on where they rank. I do. Okay. Bruce Willis, is, is he on there? Do I get three strikes in our mouth?
0: I'll give you three strikes. Bruce Willis right. is not on the list. I
1: am absolutely shocked. Insane. Wow. And Daniel Craig. That is actually surprising. Daniel Craig. Okay. Um, Let's go with Steven Seagal. He has enough cheap films to, to last throughout it all. I'm going Steven Seagal. Strike two.
0: Steven Seagal oh. is not on the list. C- blew my mind too, man. Wow. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. I'm I'm already down to
1: my last strike. All right. If St- Sylvester Stallone is going out, um then and then I am fine going three and out on Sylvester Stallone. Stallone is on the list. There you go. All right. Um let's see.
0: I'm going to have to also include Arnold Schwarzenegger. Number 1, Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's right. Wow. And Sylvester Stallone is number 3.
1: Okay, so I'm missing 2 Four and five. Yes. Oh, man. I just don't know that Clint Eastwood's been in as, as many bloodbaths.
0: I'm trying to think.
1: Um, let's go with Jackie Chan. I think that he's been gratuitous with his death.
0: Strike three. Oh. Jackie Chan hasn't killed a lot. He's definitely knocked out a lot of dudes. I don't think he's killed as much but as the other it's guys. It's not
1: confirmed. Yeah. Yeah. S- yeah. So
0: you got Schwarzenegger at one, Stallone at three. I'm going to fill out the list for you. Yeah, yeah.
1: Who's number two?
0: Dolph Lundgren is number wow. two. I haven't. Wow. I don't know if I've seen a single Dolph Lundgren movie. Um, number four. Did you
1: ever see the the Expendables?
0: Oh, is he in the Expendables?
1: Yeah, he's like in all. Uh, I think he's in all of. Of course, them. he is. Yeah, haven't seen two. him. Look at that. I guess we'll, yeah. we'll have
0: to do that. Uh, number four is Clint Eastwood. So hmm. one Schwarzenegger, two Lundgren, three Stallone, four Clint Eastwood, and five. Our guy, Nicolas Cage, has the fifth most <sighs> movie deaths. Where's he
1: killed? Where's he killed? Because, I mean, like I can think of Ghost Rider, Ghost but Rider, can you think of anything um, he's killed?
0: The the list mentioned a few other movies. Honestly, oh, one of them was some... T- oh, didn't he
1: just come out with, like, Legion or something? Like, he has weird movies like that? There was
0: one in 2012 that was just like that that i never heard of, some crazy C-level movie where apparently he just went ham on the killing. So there we go. And then mom and dad, Yeah. <laughs> previously mentioned
1: in this podcast. Mom and dad. I, uh, all right. Uh, Gary, my first question. This isn't the question, but if I were to give you the headline, man saves puppy from alligator by prying jaws open barehanded, where in the U.S. would you think that this story took place?
0: I mean, Florida.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. The gator. The f- gator had the puppy completely submerged in a pond located in Florida, <gasps> of course, before our hero jumped in and pulled them out. The Floridian man's finishing move of choice was to reportedly toss the alligator over a nearby fence in hopes no that it would not return to the pond. Oh yeah. my God. Gary, was what this man did incredibly heroic or stupid? And do you think you could best an alligator in hand-to-hand combat?
0: Have I mentioned on the podcast about my irrational fear of alligators and crocodiles? No, because- <laughs> You
1: know, I, if not, I'm sure somebody hasn't heard about I, it. Go ahead.
0: Seriously, no, I like, I have dreams about them. I'm terrified. I have you have you seen videos of how these these beasts kill mammals? Oh yeah, it's it's, it's the rollover. The rollover? Man. They, like it rips the flesh apart. It's terrifying. Um what he did was incredibly brave. Now, if he was able to toss this gator, it must have been like like a mid-sized gator, not anything crazy, I guess, but but still big enough to to, you know, encapsulate a full puppy. Yeah. You know? I, it 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 was brave. Um I would say brave rather than stupid because you're doing it for the dog. I mean that's wholesome right there. We gotta give this guy a key to the city or something.
1: Um, and I don't know. And the, the, Florida's key is kind of you know, it's kind of <laughs> it's got some dust on it. We don't know what kind of dust. It's it's a little yeah. bent, it's a little yeah. you know, Florida's kinda of funky. And man. then
0: did you ask if I if I could fare the same way? Yeah, do you think that you could uh, best an alligator in hand-to-hand combat? No, Garrett? dude, I'm going to PetSmart and getting a new dog. At that point, it's I'm sorry, I have to cu- <laughs> I have to cut my losses, man. I can't. <laughs> That's hilarious. No That's way.
1: hilarious. All right, good good to know. Tell the rest yeah. of the Boucher family if you want to be saved, do anything but get uh, finished by uh, an alligator. You will and you never, got a shot.
0: you will never find me in Florida ever, 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 <laughs> ever.
1: Not even for Disney World. All right. Good to know. Your turn, Gary. Totally
0: not worth it. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, so we have the Thanksgiving holiday right How's around the corner. Uh, of course, things are being thrown a wrench into them with COVID, but let's say in a normal year, I want you to postulate to pick yourself and six other people, characters, celebrities, anybody in your life, to make the most chaotic and awful Motley crew for Thanksgiving you can think of. What mix of you plus six people would make... The most terrible Uh, Thanksgiving evening.
1: Yeah, fortunately, I don't think any of. Oh, okay. Even as I say that now, I think of one family member. But I, but I, I, I didn't. I'm not gonna put them in it. I'll I'll save them the grace of that. We still love Beth. Um, We love you, Beth. All right. This is. I mean, number one has to be Trump. Uh, whether you're for him or against him, just the absolute pol- polarity of the man. Yeah, he would make uh, demands. Thanksgiving if suck. Our, if our goal is is if our goal is is uh, is craziness, Trump is the number one draft pick. Yeah. Um, Andrew Wiggins from from <laughs> Australia, um, or no, from uh, Canada. All right, next one. Because in order to make sure that 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 part's taken out, because I don't know a lot of people's politics, so we're gonna have to go AOC. Alexandria ocasio Cortez, because I think that she'll actually say something, so that's nice. No, she she um, would
0: straight up cause a fight at Thanksgiving, and you know personally I like her, but you know she would make Thanksgiving really miserable for me. And yeah. Mine. So we
1: got both aisle, both sides of the aisle yeah. right there. Um, we've got to go our celebrity crazy, so I'm gonna go Gary Busey. Oh. A different Gary, good, but by a different name. Good
0: choice. Another Gary B. I just
1: not not crazy for politics. All right, maybe I really don't know. Just just absolute crazy. That's where I'm going on that. Yeah. Um, we've got to go sports crazy, so I'm going Skip Bayless. Skip! Oh, some opinions be
0: flying. Absolutely, good choice.
1: I think, if we're going crazy, the, the, I want to go, I went Big Show, and that's if you watch wrestling, um... I've heard of it. It's the, yeah, yeah, I, I'm, and I'm going that because that's got to be just completely awkward to be such a massive human, and I, I thought Shaq would be just a big human as well, but... I I just he's a fun loving guy so I, I need somebody who's maybe got a little bit of a anger side to him or something I yeah. I, I just want there and maybe things would get physical I I really don't know, and then finally and this this if, if Trump weren't around this would be the number one overall draft pick guaranteed, Takashi six nine.
0: Oh is that the rapper that everyone hates?
1: <laughs> That's the rapper with uh, you know uh, bunch
0: candy tattoos
1: on his candy face. cotton candy uh, hair. With uh, yeah. with the the saw uh, necklace around him, he's used to be a jail uh, in jail for being a part of a gang for the Bloods, and uh, you know if ever you snitch, you just Takashi six nine yourself, all right?
0: Oh, was he the one? And all the memes came out about him snitching, and he was like,
1: absolutely. Oh, okay, absolutely. Yep, I know who you're talking that, about. Now. Is, I is he, love that that exists. He's out of jail. That is, he is, I believe. I I'm not with it, oh. Gary. Um, but I believe. That he got out due to COVID reasons. Oh,
0: I believe coming to a Thanksgiving table near you. Coming to um, yeah.
1: maybe. <laughs> All right, Gary, your turn.
0: No, your turn. That was those. That was, oh, uh, you're right. Yeah. You're right.
1: You're absolutely right. I enjoyed it so much. I thought it was mine. <laughs> Very well, Gary. This podcast will be released Tuesday, the 25th of November, Ooh, which is an important birthday for a couple of movies. I have a game, I will give you a movie, and I want you to tell me whether or not this film was released on November 25th or not. Okay, okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Alright, we'll start off easy on a comedic classic. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Was it released on November 25th? Mm, Yes. Yes, it was. It was released on November 25th, 1987. You're starting the week off right. Way to go. All right, next one. Next one we're going to go to. Jim Carrey's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Was it released on November 25th?
0: Ah, oh, man, that's tough because uh, I'm going to say no. They probably wanted it closer to Christmas, maybe early December. You're right. It is
1: no, but you were wrong on the date. It was released on November 8th of what? 2000. Okay. Well, two for So two. you're right. You're two for two. You cannot do any better than that. Here we, go. we go. How about... Jim Carrey's A Christmas Carol. Oh my God. Did that come out November 25th? Yes. And you're on your first strike. Nope, oh. it was actually released on November 6th, 2009.
0: I was going to say, there's no way you gave me three strikes in a row. I'm in my own head now. I should have gone with my gut. Okay.
1: Absolutely. All right. Next one. How about Jim Carrey's oh lovable sequel... <laughs> Ace
0: Ventura, When Nature Calls. Oh, Jim Carrey, man. Um, no. Wait. No, my answer is still no.
1: Your answer is still no that it was not on November 25th. Correct. All right. That's a good no. Jim Carrey, the master and owner of November, uh, released his sequel, Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls, on November 10th of 1995. Hey, hey. Yeah, Jim Carrey loves himself some November. Remember, remember. All right. um, Finally, Disney's original Aladdin. Was that released on November 25th? You're thrown up because it's not Jim Carrey. I understand. I
0: know. Well, and it's like, I feel like big movies used to be released maybe more in the winter, but now it's summer. But it depends. Um, I'm going to say no. Gary, you should have gone with yes. You're two ah. and three this week.
1: Or three and two. Three and two. Uh, it was released on November 25th. 1992, oh, 1992. Nice. All right, bonus one just for just for funsies. Do you know what highly anticipated film will release this November 25th, Gary? The Croods 2. The crew, Yay! the new age, sure to be a family favorite for a millennia to come. I had no All idea, right, but I
0: just—it's it's in burned into my memory now. It's burned. It's burned. It's very crude. <laughs> All right, your turn. All right, so we just had the NBA draft, and if you're an NBA fan like Philip or I, uh, the past week has been a whirlwind of awesome NBA news, but we're going to keep it movie-driven for this next question. I'm going to have you do a draft, but you're going to fill your starting five uh, movie categories. And the categories are most rewatchable, uh, intellectual or a, a thinker, movie from your childhood, popcorn slash mindless entertainment, and guilty pleasure movie. I want you to pick one movie to round out your starting five, your ultimate movie infinity gauntlet.
1: All right, why don't you uh, list them for me uh, and then I'll, I'll give it to you right off the top.
0: Let's go with most rewatchable.
1: Most rewatchable? You know what? For me, as corn—this might be cheesy or corny to others, but <laughs> Forrest Gump. Yeah, yeah, straight up. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the first one that comes to mind. Um, and I, I, I think it. You know, you can start it at, at the beginning and then go at the end and then continue and just have it on a loop.
0: Yeah, Forrest Gump. That's true. It's, yeah, the, and it's it's got great rewatchability. You always, and you can share it with people too. Um, yeah, yeah. It's pretty safe. Yeah. Next one: intellectual or thinker. This was this was
1: a hard one. Um, there's two movies that start with "in" that that made the cut. The Inception. The narrow miss is Interstellar. Uh, but I I went with I went with Inception. Nice. I went with Inception.
0: Uh, An all-timer. It gets better every time I watch it. I really like it. Uh, yeah. Next one, movie from your childhood. Now, I'm a, I'm a
1: movie buff, so, and I grew up as such. My mom just made me look away if ever there were um, adult themes. Yeah. Let's say. Um, so I could have gone with a with with a cheap uh, adult movie, but I'll I'll keep it to to where we probably want this to go is with uh, animated features, and you know what I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with Prince of Egypt.
0: Oh, nice, great choice.
1: Yeah, if you want to, it really is an epic in every sense of the film. Fantastic. Movie. Great acting, voice acting, uh, great sound uh, yeah, with Whitney Houston and Mariah Carey as well, an Oscar award winning song, and uh, the story is is. Wonderful. Wit-
0: I'm gonna go with Prince of Egypt. There's a Whitney Houston song in there? Wow, I didn't even know that.
1: Oh yeah, did you not know when you believe it won the Oscar with uh, Mariah Carey and Whitney Houston Man, together? Have to yeah, I'm gonna watch check that it movie out. again. Man, um, watch it out or just listen to that, and it's it's a oh it's it's a chilling uh, vocal performance that we have recorded. Love
0: that movie, um, popcorn or mindless entertainment. <sighs> I think that
1: that pretty much describes uh, Quentin Tarantino to a T. So I'm going to go with Django Unchained.
0: Nice. Solid. And last but not least, your guilty pleasure movie.
1: My guilty pleasure is also just my favorite movie of all time, which is very, quite embarrassing, but I, I might as well have it somewhere. Uh, Titanic.
0: Hey! You don't feel guilty about that. I'm, it's the second I'm highest a, grossing a, movie of all I'm, time for a reason, man.
1: I think it's <laughs> I think it's now been the third with a couple of Avenger movies uh, released I think uh, it's third or fourth now oh you but, know
0: it's probably third after avatar and then Avengers in front of it yeah
1: yeah I think it I think it might be even four with that you're right um but you're right it held that that mantle for an arguably long time yeah. the the graphics hold up and even if the the overarching romance story doesn't get you there's actually a couple of good side plots and side characters yeah. that just they just always do it for me. So, I turn it over to you, king of the world. Wonderful. Uh, Woo-hoo-hoo! hoo hoo <laughs> uh, Gary, even now, by by fans... Um, sorry. Even by now, fans still are reeling from arguably the second biggest catch in Arizona Cardinals history, the Hail Murray. The other being the catch of Santonio Holmes in the Super Bowl that doomed Arizona's bid to win the Super Bowl against the Steelers. I remember. I um, Yeah, DeAndre Hopkins was the receiver of the game-winning catch, but he may be catching some heat as well, since the gloves he wore to help secure the ball were Jordan brand gloves and not Adidas, which Hopkins signed a a massive multi-year contract with back in 2016. The viral photo of Hopkins grabbing the ball over the outstretched hands of the Buffalo Bills defenders has helped Jordan brand get $5.7 million in media exposure, according to Apex Marketing. Gary... I ask you and challenge you duly. What is a viral photo you think you can take this week that would gain the most amount of exposure for yourself and the Chopped Greens brand?
0: Okay, so can I give you a two-parter? Um, sure. In a perfect world, we either get Trump or Biden. Um, boom. Most famous podcast in the world. But realistically, uh, this week, this this would involve you. Um I would want to do a Last Supper parody where everybody sitting at the table is just me and you, you know, Jesus and disciples. It's just you and I, just a bunch of clones of us. And everything that we're eating is the Chopped Greens logo. Um, Mm. I think that if, if we could get that done and maybe get like a really good photographer, someone on the up and up who we know to take it, I think that that could really help our following.
1: You know what? I think let's let's one up you. Let's one up you. Instead of the last supper, what if it's that that uh, Andy Warhol painting of Thanksgiving?
0: There's a Thanksgiving I, Warhol painting.
1: Yeah, don't, or maybe it's not Warhol, but I I thought it was, but uh with Deadpool 2 did a riff of it um for their oh. advertising. Yeah, it's where everybody's gathered around the turkey and the, there's good. somebody at the head. Yeah. So just for Thanksgiving flavor. We could all
0: be eating our chopped greens.
1: All right. All right. Nice. We'll uh yeah, we'll we'll see. Uh, maybe the the graphics department. Hey, Steve. Yep. Steve. Yep, yep. Yeah. Can we? All right. He said maybe we'll work on it. All right. Oh, freaking Steve! I love that guy. Oh right, yeah, Steve. Steve's great guy. All right, your turn, Gary.
0: Okay, so have you heard of this game show, Wipeout?
1: I have. I have. As a matter of fact. So,
0: sadly, a contestant died last week oh. while filming an episode of Wipeout. It hasn't It's not going to air, but. An unnamed contestant who signed up for the show did the obstacle course and at the end required medical attention and died from injuries and stress sustained on the course. Um, so this is a two-parter for you. Wow. What's the worst way that Philip Amarin could die? And on a lighter note, what game show or reality show would you want to be on? Ah, <sighs> honestly, I think the worst part that I could die.
1: <laughs> wow. Um, I think would be not to be incredibly graphic, but I think about it all the time is if I were to have certain parts of myself cut off and to die from the, um, bleeding out process of that. Mm, Yeah. I I think that that would be the worst part. Um, certainly. And, um, but to, to bring it to a lighter note, what was the second part again? I'm sorry.
0: If you could be on a game show or a reality show, any of your choice, what would it be? Hmm.
1: It'd have to be something that I could win, that I could win money on. That almost suggests uh, I say I wanted I would want it to be Deal or No Deal, but I'd want something that I'd have more like choice over. Something that I feel like I would actually be able to win, a la Jeopardy, where it's like you kind of control your own fate. Yeah. Um. Let's go with. You know, actually, all right, it would be Cutthroat Kitchen. I love Cutthroat Kitchen. <laughs> I might not be the best cook, and they'd—I they, mean, if they're like, "Hey, we want, we want the best," you know, potstickers, I'd be like, "Well, I'll make you a peanut butter and jelly fried dumplings, and then that'll have to suffice." But bookmark this I'll tell you because what.
0: we're gonna have peanut butter jelly fried dumplings with camel's milk. <laughs> uh, oh, well, with cam-
1: oh, oh, see, it was fine until the end there. Ah, uh, ah. <laughs> uh. But yeah, yeah, I, uh, I'm um, i going to go with cho- uh, chop green. I'm going to go with Cutthroat Kitchen. Cutthroat Kitchen, I love that show. If you don't watch it, you must watch it. All right, Gary, this past week, President-elect Joe Biden announced more White House staff selections, and it got me to thinking, it's 2024. Joe Biden has announced he will not be running for re-election, and in a stunning upset, the independent Gary Boucher defeats both Kamala Harris or excuse me, Kamala Harris and Josh Hawley to ascend to presidency despite the surfacing of a scandalous photo that resurfaced from 2020, mentioned earlier in this podcast. And I want you to pick a couple of your cabinet members. Now, you can pick family members or friends if you want, but I will need some info on that person. And celebrities are highly suggested, but no matter what, I want your reasoning. Are you ready, Gary? I'm so ready, man. All right, first up, let's fulfill this cabinet. Let's get this cabinet filled. It's not a medicine cabinet, but it is the U.S. Secretary of Homeland Security. This person is concerned with protecting the United States and the safety of all U.S. citizens. Who do you entrust with this position, Gary?
0: Okay, so hear me out, because this is going to be really wild when you hear it. Okay. I'm picking Seth Rogen, and, and this is why. This is a job that I don't think one person can faithfully execute. I think that you need to be open to hearing from all the experts from every military branch, counterintelligence, cyber intelligence, what have you. And I think that Seth Rogan, probably because of his marijuana, is probably really, really <laughs> chill and really open to hearing everyone's suggestions. He's probably very much like I, I can imagine him sitting in a meeting going, uh, "Okay, um, yeah, I, uh, yeah, let's do it." And I think that he is democratic enough to get everyone to laugh and join together and still, you know, consider everyone's opinions. I also think that you need to be scared for our security. And, you know, marijuana does have a tendency to make people paranoid. So I think he's just paranoid enough for the job. He is my my pick for secretary of Homeland Security.
1: All right. Uh, Already off to a rousing cabinet. (laughs) Uh, Next, secretary of education. Okay. Naturally, this position advises the powers that be on
0: all things education in the
1: United States.
0: You'll notice that each of these has a personal significance to me as well. So I'm picking Natalie Portman to be my secretary of education. First of all, you know, she is my childhood crush. I was in love with this woman (laughs) up until uh, probably now. And she's also regarded as one of the, you know, most intelligent Hollywood people. She's, you know, studied at Harvard has lots of outside interests, and she doesn't care about celebrity at all. I think that she would really just care about A, education, and B, using her fame to maybe do some advocacy, and she would really care about the job. And, you know, she's already rich. She doesn't need any any more notoriety. I think she's a solid pick.
1: All right. Secretary of Agriculture. Now, this might seem like a weird position to highlight, but I'll give you my reasoning after you select your candidate.
0: Okay. Oh, after... Okay, so, also a, a dark horse, but... Uh, Agriculture is something I feel very strongly about because I feel very strongly about climate change, much of which is caused by agricultural practices. So I'm picking Leonardo DiCaprio. He's huge, huge on climate change advocacy. Also, everybody freaking loves this guy and everybody likes to party with him. There's so many stories about like world (laughs) leaders and every type of celebrity from everywhere you can imagine loves to party with Leo. So we're going to be having some really dope parties up at the White House with Leo.
1: Actually, a, a strong choice, Gary, but I, I think you missed the bat on this one. If we're talking about agriculture, and we're talking about the greens, baby, we're talking Snoop D-O-double-G. <laughs> if, there's a, if there's one man who knows something about about vegetation, it's Snoop Dogg. All right.
0: Snoop and Rogan in the same cabinet? Man. <laughs> gonna...
1: All right, Attorney General. This is the chief lawyer of the United States, Gary. So the Attorney General... Big position.
0: I'm picking Dwayne The Rock Johnson to be my attorney general. And, <laughs> okay. and here's why. I think that uh, The Rock has the ability to intimidate folks. I, I was thinking, I was like, I need someone who's strong and <laughs> who seems I- impervious to, to anything. And, that, and that's The Rock. But he's also great for PSAs. And a lot of people from a lot of different backgrounds like him. So he's great for reaching across the aisle. I'm all about collaboration. And The Rock checks all those boxes. Also... The best workout buddy you could have in the White House. Like, I could be working and lifting weights with The Rock every day. Yeah, 100%.
1: All right. All right. Um, Secretary of the Treasury. This position is responsible for handling the economy for the United States. Incredibly important position, Gary.
0: All right, so my choice is somebody who I think could legit be the Secretary of State, given that our current Secretary of State funded Suicide Squad. Just a terrible financial choice. Um, oh,
1: no, no, no. Wait, 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 wait. Isn't this uh, Secretary of Treasury? Treasury, right. It, yes. I
0: was thinking money. I was saying the yeah, wrong one. Yeah, yeah, don't get ahead of yourself, buddy. <laughs> we've, we've got a full cabinet here. Secretary of Treasury. I am picking Monsignor Mark Cuban. Ooh. Uh, I mean, he's a, he's a successful... Business, but he's smart with his money. Um, I would get pretty much unlimited access to the Dallas Mavericks. I like his vibe. I like his attitude. Also, Shark Tank is one of my all-time favorite oh, like reality such shows. Such a guilty pleasure, good show. So imagine if if people are going to ask the U.S. government for funding. We have them come on, like, our Shark Tank. We can do Shark Tank. Absolutely. And and Mark can host. I mean, I think it's a win-win all around.
1: There we go. All right, next one. Secretary of State. Of course, the person most concerned with foreign affairs between foreign powers and the United States, Gary. We need a personable person. We need somebody who knows how to socially lubricate, you know? Oh, I got a guy who socially
0: lubricates. All right, all right, all right. Mm-hmm. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> His name is uh, Mr. Matthew McConaughey. I have chosen McConaughey for a few reasons. Um, I, I I, just listened to him speak on, on one of our fellow co-worker, Dak Shepard's podcast. And um, this man has such a talent for breaking people down with story and somehow rounding it out to be like this beautiful lesson and it be inspirational. And I think that if you got him in a room with a bunch of world leaders who didn't agree, imagine you have a guy from Myanmar, um, some guy from the Congo, you have Sweden, and then you have us, and McConaughey walks in. He's like, all right, baby, no, we're just going to... Ta- 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 and he does his all thing right. for 20 minutes, boom, peace treaty, right there, done. M- McConaughey could work a room like nobody else, so that's why he's my secretary of state.
1: All right, we got ourselves a booger. Right here in my in my hands. <laughs> and what we're all gonna have to do is taste this booger. Alright. Everybody, everybody, you too, Russia. Alright. We're gonna we're gonna enjoy this booger together. Alright. Um and finally, the big baddie, the head honcho, the sweet potato, the vice president. This shouldn't need explanation, but for when you get assassinated, Gary Boucher, we will need a strong leader to pick up pieces. Your absence will inevitably incur. Who is the vice president, the VP of the United States, Gary?
0: The VP is the G-O-A-T, LeBron Ramon James. Wow. I have picked LeBron for a few reasons. He connects with people. I'm all about representation, and he's fulfilling that. We're all about representation, and also, I get to play one-on-one with him all I want, and since I'm the president, he has to let me win. (laughs) <laughs> so I could just smack LeBron in one-on-one all the time. And I think that he'd actually be good at the job because we know it's very ceremonial and, and showy, and he would be great doing all those photo ops and events and outreach and the Play 60 and all that stuff. I think he'd do great. Yeah, he's a person who would probably be
1: really uh, prone to giving you a good assist here and there, you know?
0: Ex- hey. hey. All right, your turn, Gary. Your turn. Your la- all
1: right. our, our last question here.
0: So, uh, I think a lot of us have seen uh, in the last few days, Dolly Parton played a big part in funding the uh, COVID vaccine breakthroughs that have been happening. Yeah, so her name is not only going to go down in history as one of the greatest performers of all time, but apparently, I, I, I need to look more into this, but apparently she played a really big financial role in some of the most recent COVID breakthroughs. So she's going to have her name on that forever, which is awesome. Now, I ask you, what discovery or invention, past, present, or future, do you want your name on?
1: Oh, I mean, that, uh, it's, it's not even close, but... The the person I it, it would not happen, but I would love to have my name on whatever the cure is for cancer. Like even if it's embarrassing, even if like we find out in the future, it's like it's from bear poop. Like that we we just all can cure any and all forms of cancer just by eating a just oatmeal, by ha- ma- having an yeah. <laughs> Uh
0: Yeah,
1: you know that's funny. That just just by eating a couple of Winnie the Poohs, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, but whatever it is, um, whatever the cure is, because cancer is just so, such an evil, um, disease, um, if, I don't even know if that's the proper thing, but it's just such an affliction, it's, mm. it's, it's merciless, it, you know, it doesn't have any bias on who you are, and it takes the, the good and the bad, and cancer just, just sucks, man. It just sucks so much. Um... So yeah, whatever the cure is for cancer that beyond anything even fun that I could think of, you know, like a yeah. jetpack or you know, something that travels to space and we have interstellar space, but beyond that, cancer, cancer. All right. What a what a hopeful way to end the show, Gary. Nice nice last question. Thank you. Yeah. Um and I hope that you the listener will be continuing to listen to what we have to say and all the all the diseases that we will face and save and and so on and so forth. Um, the
0: 2021 Philip Amorin race for the Philip Amorin. This is true.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, we will watch a movie uh, next week. We will not go on vacation because you know what? Some of us are on vacation. We do it for you. <laughs> we do it for you. Just back-breaking audience, work. Because when you don't stop working, neither do we. So we will have to find a movie that we will watch. Something, again, is there a Thanksgiving film? Is there such a thing as a Thanksgiving film?
0: There's got to be some kind of Thanksgiving film. There's got to be something. Well, maybe, we'll maybe find if, something.
1: You know, even if we have to go like to a bad Thanksgiving film and go watch Pocahontas, I'm, I'm all for it. So, no. <laughs> all right, uh, for uh, Professor Emeritus Gary Boucher, I'm. Not Gary Boucher. I'm Philip Amrine, and I will thank you so much for listening. Continue to do so. Continue to listen to all the episodes that come out from Chopped Greens and uh, all the following episodes that will come out this week even. Happy Thanksgiving, and we will talk to you soon. Bye.